the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci of Fatucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Despite turmoil in the banking sector, the Fed continues its fight against inflation with yet another rate hike as inflationary fears overseas cause both Switzerland and England to raise their own interest rates. And Ford's EV business lost over $2 billion in 2022. What does that signal for the future of the electric car industry? Welcome once again to this edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Your host, 30-plus-year financial manager and author, Pat Vitucci, along with our own Don't Invest and Forget Man on the Street, Charlie Coyne, and I'm Craig Roberts. Well, the Fed's decision, raising short-term interest rates, continuing to signal we've got some problems in the road ahead related to inflation. And, Pat, of course, this now means we're seeing the overnight rate at the highest it's been in some 16 years. I have to wonder, that coupled with some of the challenges we're seeing with banks like First Republic, Silicon Valley, and Signature Bank, is all this going to eventually lead to tighter credit conditions? Well, there's certainly no shortage of anxiety for all of us as we watch the top story on the 6 o'clock news. It's, uh, it kind of shakes you right to the core. We've got real foundational issues when these giant banks, Credit Suisse and Silicon Valley Bank and others are in fairly fragile condition. You know, this country was kind of founded on the soundness of the banking system. You know, Bank of America and Wells Fargo... These are the stalwarts, kind of the too-big-to-fail banks. And when we get this kind of fragile nature, it kind of gives us all pause to understand what's the future of our little pocket of money and how does our relationship with this economy and the economic system that's going through this fairly large shakeup, what does that do to my ability to retire, stay retired, or maybe retire someday. And despite the Fed chairman's comments this week, the U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. 
in their two-day meeting reporting to Congress. A lot of us don't feel that the system is sound and resilient. And it kind of gives us pause to say, wait a minute, let me take another further look. Let me drill down and see what's my exposure. Do I have more than $250,000 in any one bank account? And how sound is my bank over there on the corner? It's been there for many, many years. And when you see the 189-year-old Credit Suisse bank being given away to UBS for only $3 billion when a month before it was worth something in the neighborhood of $12 billion. What bank can we really declare as sound and resilient? And so it gives us, unfortunately, time to get more anxious about where our money is parked. It's a wonderful opportunity to take all your statements out and kind of look at what is your exposure to the financial systems and where exactly and what sectors is your money invested in? We've had this theme of don't invest and forget. Wow, it puts a big punctuation mark on that whole idea of really clearly understanding what's your exposure. Again, as Craig said in the opening comments, another quarter point rise, the ninth in the last year. What is that going to do to the real estate market? And we've seen all the numbers come tumbling down. The There's no supply of real estate out there. We were enjoying 2 to 3% mortgage rates a year ago, and they're now pushing 7 That clearly um, puts an end to any activity in the real estate market. I've got some very close friends. I've asked them, how's the market doing? And their answer is crickets. It's just nothing is happening. So there's a big concern about this economy. And again, the whole theme of the Federal Reserve is to slow inflation down, increase unemployment. That part of it has failed. Unemployment still remains record low. It's something in the 3.4% range. So what if the Fed lowers the rate? If they keep raising there, it doesn't seem to work very well. The mortgage rates go up. The uh, every rates for a car loan go up. Everything seems to go up. Why don't they try lowering the interest rate? Would that help? I don't know. Well, the core issue is inflation. The whole idea is to slow everything down. They're going to succeed beyond their wildest imaginations. Now, real estate is kind of the front-running sector that always is affected first. But you're right. Car loans, how much you use your visa card. I mean, visa rates are 20-plus percent from last I saw, and as much as 30%. So if you're being affected by inflation with higher costs, higher food costs, higher fuel costs, and you're dipping into your Visa card more and more, there's severe penalties for using that card in the way of extremely high interest rates. Uh, They used to be called usury rates 10, 15 years ago, and now they're fairly common. I mean, it used to be 7 8% interest rates on Visa cards, and now they're 20-plus percent. So it's an issue. Lots of controversy over whether the Federal Reserve chairman is spot on or he's got his hand in the sand. We've got some politicians being very vocal about he's doing it all wrong. He's been too late to the party. As long as President Biden keeps him in that spot, we're going to keep going down this road. And again, if inflation gets out of control, Charlie, we'll look like some of these third world countries that have 20, 30, 40 percent inflation and then it's out of control and, and your dollar is worth even less than we think it is. So the idea is to make sure that the prices are going up on everything so that people will, will buy less. All the interest rates for loans and box of Wheaties, the gasoline prices certainly aren't going down. 
Gross domestic product, 66% of GDP is driven by consumers. So you and I and the rest of us are driving the economy, largely speaking. The idea is to get the consumer to spend less and goods and services will be more in balance in terms of supply and demand. It's a very um, proven system many, many times over. Paul Volcker and Alan Greenspan and all the former Fed Reserve chairmen have gone through this exercise. The cyclicality of the economy cannot be ignored. You drill down and look at the basic elements of the economy. But there was an interesting article this week. Women aren't investing at the same rate as men. And here's why the gap. This is a troubling trend because women live longer and historically their social security checks are smaller because they either were later to the labor market or interrupted for um, childcare or historically women stay home to take care of mom and dad on a more regular basis than men do. And so their social security checks tend to be smaller and and so if women aren't investing at the same rate, looming down the road is this serious issue of significantly less cash flow for surviving women. And so I want to point out that it really is important that women pay particular attention to the portfolio design, get really overly involved. Historically, they've been sitting in the bleachers and just kind of watching from afar. And I want to encourage women to get much more involved. We have had significant turnout for a seminar where we focus specifically on women. And so we're probably going to be doing that again in the next month or two. Women in Investing is always a popular seminar that we have introduced. It's very well received. So stay tuned in the future for our, our next Women in Investing seminar. But it is critically important that women get reinvolved and closing that gap between males and females and their interest in something that probably not their primary reason for getting up in the morning, but we think it's real, real important. We're going to follow this banking crisis. Is it going to cause a recession or are we already in a recession? You kind of don't know until months later when we look back at the data and try and understand And, of course, the Federal Reserve is trying to orchestrate this uh, soft landing, try not to put us into a recession. I don't think we are in one. We still have fairly good profits from major companies. The price of gasoline is kind of leveled off. Yes, it's a lot higher than it was a year ago, but we're not into that rampant 10, 20 cents a gallon every other month increase. What does that do to your economy? What does that do to your personal portfolio? And that's where we think it's real important to meet with our clients on a regular basis, which we do. Folks who are listening to the show come in for a second opinion. It's amazing how we have found folks who come in have not looked at their portfolio design, have not made reallocations, have not shifted from one area of the economy to another area of the economy. 2023 is very unlike 2022, and that's historically what happens year over year. Many times, quarter over quarter, where you are invested needs significant readjustment, reallocation. And failure to do that, you're assuming, well, this year is going to be pretty much like last year. Almost always, that's hardly ever the truth. And so where you were invested in 22 
those sectors may have performed well. And you certainly don't want to look and be a, a rear view mirror investor saying, well, this fund did great in 22. That's where I'm going to put all my money. We call that rear view mirror investing, and that's intimating projections for next quarter or two in 23 are going to be exactly like what we had in 22. It's hardly ever the case. And so this cyclicality of the economy and where we are in the cycle is driven by your participation in a specific sector. Will we have some more rate increases, maybe one or two more? And then maybe by the end of the year, we'll begin to see rate decreases. And so we've got to look at the possibility of the second half of the year being a very different investing environment with declining rates. We've got to watch that carefully. But I want to underscore today to encourage our listeners to go to their bottom drawer where they keep all their statements, mutual funds, annuities, whatever you have, even bank statements. What is your bank paying? CD rates have come up measurably. And so if you're sitting in a money market fund or a checking account, it really is time to take a look at what's your allocation today, the productivity of your monies today and where they're placed can be very, very different from where you were three, six, nine, twelve months ago. Joining me in studio today is CJ Davison, founder and CEO of Proxy Financial. CJ, we're going through evolutionary thoughts when you get into the basic banking system and curve being thrown at us with all these big names and Credit Suisse and Silicon Valley Bank. Does that kind of make you a little anxious about this economy? What are your thoughts about this crazy market that we're looking at? I love Charlie's question a minute ago about, well, you know, we keep raising interest rates and people keep hating it. Why do we keep doing that? We're banging our head against the wall thinking something else is going to happen with the definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same thing, hoping for a different result. I look at it more of a common sense thing. If you take a step back and you don't get into the minutia of everything going on and you just take a look at what has happened over the last few years... It is very difficult for the average consumer to take a step back and say, I've just gone through the pandemic. You know, I've been very tight with my grocery shopping and I haven't gone anywhere and seen anyone or experienced things that I usually experience to keep me happy throughout the year. And you're going to now tell me through complex financial jargon that with the pandemic over, I should now not do that still. I shouldn't go out and spend money that I haven't spent for multiple years. I mean, it's easier when it's your health and you say, come on, stay home. Maybe don't go on vacation this year. But now it's it's very different. And to ask the average consumer to say, let's skip the vacation this year because I'm worried about inflation and eroding our ability to purchase groceries is ridiculous. And I think that's where it's really difficult. I do find it, um, we're doing a lot of reviews right now, right? Everybody's calling us and saying, I have more than $250,000 in cash in my bank account. What do I do with it, right? And more and more, we're having these conversations with people. And the way we budget for a lot of our households is we not only talk about what you need, right? Here are the things that pay the bills, that send the kids to school, that make sure that the household and the lifestyle runs consistently. And here are the wants. Here are the things that I want to do with my money. Here are the things that I'm saving for. In that little want category, when our clients can, we carve out a little vacation fund, right? We always set a little bit aside and we say this money is going to be used to do X, Y, and Z throughout the year as a vacation or as a we like to do this together as a couple or a family or an individual, so on and so forth. 
And for our clients, a lot of them that have planned with us, when we haven't been able to use that little budget for the last couple of years, we haven't been able to send you on the cruise. We haven't been able to have you go visit the grandkids for a month and spoil them. And we have that little chunk of money that's built up. That's actually our, our inflation buffer right now, right? So our clients can continue to go on that vacation because if they had $10,000 a year set aside for four years and they haven't used three years of it, then going on vacation and spending ten grand and still having that thirty grand to absorb some of this volatility and some of this cost increase, which is real. Credit cards, Pat, that you were saying in the opening segment are a huge thing. That is under the surface. People don't read their small print. They don't read the, the fluctuation in that, and they just pay the pay the amount that they pay at the end of every month. But they don't know that less and less of that amount that they pay is actually going towards paying down their balance. It's the one of the hidden hidden little devils in our in our system right now. So I I'm a macro person as much as I can be. I'm a common sense person first. Does this make sense? Why is this happening big picture? And I can't in my right mind think of any table conversation that's putting the inflation worries in our economy ahead of we haven't been to Disneyland with the kids in three years. We need we need to get them out of the house and make sure they enjoy this summer. And so here we are faced with all these inflationary issues, and it's tax time. Uncle Sam still wants his piece of the action, despite all the other issues around us. As if nothing's changed. Like nothing's (laughs) changed. So the IRS is pretty relentless. They're not going to say, well, you know, we understand you're going through bad inflation, and you're paying more for fuel, and your Visa card is more expensive, yada, yada, yada. All that aside... Give me my share of what you earned, right? Right. And well, and think about the job that's deriving that income. We're talking about 3.4% unemployment. That looks great on its face, right? But in California, all we're seeing is people getting laid off in tech jobs and people picking up second Uber jobs. That's not an equivalent salary. That's not an equivalent way of earning wealth, right? Just because someone remains employed and is not looking for work doesn't mean they're not driving the same outcome for their household. How about the retiree that's been on a fixed income? Charlie says the price of cereal is higher and fuel is higher and my PG&E bill is higher. My pension doesn't have a cola. And even though I got a big social security increase, it doesn't nearly cover the price of eggs and et cetera, et cetera. I wanted you to say it, not me, but that's the most important one, right? I'm 40 years old. I have some time to, to make up for what's going on in this economy right now. But those living on fixed income, I sat down with a family member yesterday and was for the first time in a long time. Tell me exactly how much money you're getting every month. How much do you have in your emergency fund? What are your bills? Have your bills changed in the last year? I'm checking in myself, right? Like I need to know that the people that have accounted for a $6,000 a month budget are now still experiencing the same lifestyle that they accounted for. The six grand doesn't go as far as it did a year ago. Not in California. And so you're seeing a lot of migration, as we all have read, out of California into fill-in-the-blank. Nevada, Florida, Costa Rica, Portugal. Some people taking some pretty radical steps, which sometimes you have to. Yeah. We talked about this last time, and we got a lot of feedback over the last couple of weeks. I've talked a lot about people putting their home as the center of their financial plan in the last couple of weeks. It's it's real. If you've got a lot of equity in those expensive two-by-fours, and you trade those expensive two-by-fours for Florida two-by-fours, and you free up 500000 million, whatever, that's another opportunity to tap into for cash flow. It's all about cash flow. We've got a seminar March 30th, 
Specifically, the theme is taxes, seeking tax alpha in a changing tax environment. Talk to our listeners, CJ, about kind of the theme of that whole seminar. This is a really good one. We were talking about this last time. We had uh, Kevin Russ come in and do a virtual event for us last Thursday. Um, great time. A very, very good turnout. And again, some some great feedback from that. The questions that have come are exactly what we thought. There are things that are changing in the tax code. There is obviously inflation going on. And people are approaching closer and closer to retirement. And now, I don't want to get into the, the, the details of this, but there's like six, there's just about six different things that are risks to us for retirement. Six different factors, if you will. And two of those factors are inflation and timing. And both of those things have raised their their ugly heads more than they have in a very, very long time of late. So both the virtual event last week with Kevin Russ, who I, I gushed about a little bit, he's a great human. And if you have a chance to catch anything that he's doing as he tours around the country, please jump on that. Or if I can uh, shamelessly plug my co-founder, Brian Calkins, who's going to be the host next Thursday at our Tax Alpha event. Um, it's really, really good content. And this is one of the ones that... It's, it's got a couple of those, oh, I should be doing those moments, but it's very digestible. And I think right now as we're going into tax season for individuals and we're really putting the pin on those last finishing touches. I, I talked to someone yesterday and they didn't know as a small business owner they could use an IRA and a self-employed person IRA at the same time. Yeah. I was like, well, we need to get into this. Those are the little, those things all the way towards I'm retiring next year, inflation's getting a lot worse. I thought I could retire, but now I can't with the changing tax code. What do I do? Can we sit down? Those things are what we address here, and it's never more timely. So we like to be where where the heat is, like a firefighter, right? And when everybody's running from the burning building, we like to run in and put it out. And, and that's what I think we're doing here. CJ, let's go through some mailbag questions. We've had an inordinate amount of questions this week. Let me throw a couple at you. Um, Robert from Fremont says, what are some investment options that offer tax benefits for retirees and how can they be utilized as part of a tax efficient investment strategy? You know, I know we're not CPAs, we're not tax advisors, but from a financial planning point of view, CJ, what say you? I love this question. And I'm a big person on don't put all your eggs in one basket, Right. Don't have just one strategy. We talk a lot here when we're planning about working smart instead of working hard. Your job as an individual, as a, as a, uh, a working person in society, your job is to work hard at your job and to earn that money. But that money shouldn't just be working hard. It should be working smart on your behalf. Now, let me get to the real. And that, that was kind of obtuse. Let me get acute for it. When we're saving for retirement, when we're deciding where to put our excess money that we want to let defer and let cook for a long period of time so that we can use it in the future, the best strategy that I've seen over the last 20 years is those individuals who don't just put all of their eggs in one basket or don't just use their 401k or don't just use real estate or don't just use saving in cash under the mattress, which is Obviously, probably the worst one, especially right now with inflation. But the goal is to allow yourself diversification and not just the investments. We talk about this all the time. Don't invest and forget where you place your assets. The cover of your book, Pat, is an asset allocation chart, right? It talks about putting your money in different places to allocate and expose yourself to different risks that are changing and and, and evolve over time. That's not 
just something or a game that's played with your investments. It's also something you do with your tax strategies. So entering retirement, our favorite client has at least three different buckets that's used in tandem but completely independently for their retirement. So we think about it like we own a farm and each farm has their own little silo, right? The, the, the hay silo is doing something very different than the stables are doing, right? But they're all working towards providing for the farm. And those silos in this case are Roth IRAs, tax-advantaged accounts like retirement plans, IRAs, self-employed IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, 457s for your teachers and firefighters out there. And then tax-advantaged, um, uh, which is more like a brokerage account where some things are capital gains taxes, some things are income taxes, and some things are not taxed. The goal is and the objective is to have all of these things in your portfolio so that no matter what happens, no matter what you're facing as you approach retirement, that you have choice. Having choice of where you take your income from and where you pull your assets to take care of those needs and those wants is the goal and is the best possible approach to your retirement. Because at the end of the day, let's look at right now with inflation and, and tax is going up. The best possible thing an investor can do right now could be to take from an account that has not that does not experience any tax uh, when you take the money out of the account. So think about it. The market's down 20%. Taxes are going up. Your ability to retire and your ability to live on that money has diminished. So if you have the choice between taking an, from an account that does not have any tax ramification and an account that has an income tax ramification to put the same amount of money in your pocket, right now having that bucket that can do it tax-free is extremely helpful extremely helpful. It's not just about diversifying your investments. It's about diversifying where your money is so that you can control the things that usually control us. I think one of the keys is what is your marginal tax bracket? So when you come in for a consultation with our financial advisory team, we're going to look at your marginal tax bracket and exactly what you said. Do you take money out of the Roth? Do you take money out of the IRA or other tax advantage plans? And so I think you hit the nail on the head. And again, their marginal tax bracket is going to drive how you distribute from any one of those buckets. Lucy from Walnut Creek, what are some common mistakes that retirees make when it comes to taxes and investing, and how do you avoid them? A lot of mistakes that retirees make. I can think right off the top of my head with Social Security. People take Social Security as soon as they can instead of at the exact right time. And the exact right time is different for almost every single individual. It's something that not a lot of people know, but after full retirement age, every year that you defer your Social Security until age 70 or 71 or 72 or 73 now, depending on how old you are, is an 8% increase in your benefit. Think about being in your late 60s and getting a guaranteed 8% return on one of your investments. That's, that's not, a bad, not a bad return. That's a pretty good idea. So having the ability to... Um, having the ability to choose based on your plan when the right time to take your Social Security and don't just take it at 63 or don't just take it at 65 is is a big deal. There's a, I mean, what's the break-even analysis? If you think you're going to live longer than 80 
one is a male or 83 is a female, then you need to wait as long as possible to take your Social Security because that's your break-even. There's some paranoia out there that I'm going to take it at 62 while I still can because it's not going to be there. Politically, I think that will never, ever, ever happen. You'd have every senior citizen riding in the streets if Congress decided to say, remember that Social Security check you were going to get? Sorry. (laughs) So that drives people to the paranoia of saying, I'm taking it at 62 because I'm afraid it's not going to be there for me. This is the beautiful thing about you and I working together is it will be there for you. And my age group, I'm worried about it maybe not being there for me. And my the clients that are our age, in their 40s and their 30s, right, that are starting to plan, we're saying, well, let's let's see what it looks like if Social Security isn't there. But I don't think we should be anywhere worried at all about you. Sally from Sonoma says, when should retirees start planning for their taxes, and how frequently should they review their tax strategies? Talk about don't invest and forget, don't. Mm-hmm. Forget your taxes and forget, right? I mean, that's kind of kind of the theme of what we've been talking about. <laughs> April 10th. Pick it up for the first time on April. No. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this last time I was in. I, a tax strategy and the conversation around tax is a 360-day, 365-day-a-year job. Every review, every single quarter when our clients come. Or we do quarterly reviews with all of our clients. So if you work with us, we're meeting every 90 days. We check in. How did it go? What's going on? What's changed? It helps us be better advisors for you. But it, it part of it is the tax conversation. If we're, we have a small business, we're paying quarterly taxes and we're strategizing quarterly. If we're a small, uh, family in a household, we're deciding when to pay tax and how to feather out that tax bill. It shouldn't be something that you pick up and put down. It should be something that stays with you throughout the year because, like we talked about last time, if you look at it correctly, like a game and a stra- something that can be strategized with, you can take advantage of it instead of being susceptible to it. We work with a lot of younger couples that are dealing with inflation right now, and the biggest hurdle for them is that they're worried about making decisions. They're apprehensive because they see a long time horizon. They say, okay, wait a few years and ride this out, and it's not about timing things correctly, it's having a consistent cadence for those individuals. Where your retirees, this directly affects your ability to retire in some cases, right? If we have a plan that we've been leading up towards for the last five or six years in your purchasing power or the, I always use a banana, the cost of a banana five years ago versus the cost of a banana today, it's the same banana, you're getting the same potassium, but the cost of that nutrients is much more now. And for someone that doesn't have a time horizon and time to wait and let it make up, it's really time to buckle down and look at the different strategies. And Pat, specifically in what we've seen over the last 18 months with you sitting down with individuals in every different cycle and every different type of of issue, tax always comes up more than anything in inflation. And we focus on that every time. And so, so have you been. And I've seen the difference in those that have a plan that takes into consideration a significant drop in the market or a significant hike in inflation and insulating from those factors and the satisfaction that somebody has when they come in and review with us and say, okay, inflation is at 7%. What is this doing to my plan? Can I still retire? The difference often is how have we planned for you and how have we led up in these last five or seven years to get you to this point? And in many cases, it's, it's a moot point because of the strategies we put in place. But I'm constantly having conversations in my personal life with individuals who haven't taken those steps and and done that planning, and they're not insulated. And it's a significant problem. I mean, my, my own family, we have people that are retiring right now, 
and they're thinking about maybe working a year or two more because of what's happening. And that's that's a pity, right? This is this is the time where you should be excited about those things. It's the culmination of many efforts over years, and and this is a, a problem that can be resolved. But oftentimes we are we succumb to it because we don't think about it in advance. It's it's a big deal right now, and the retirees are having a very difficult time. In California, we have the privilege of having a home in many cases that we've purchased 20, 30 years ago and have significant value in. And that's not the case everywhere. If you're in Arizona, where are you moving to? This whole subject, uh, it hits really close to home. And, and when I say that California, we have a privilege, it's, it's, it's an asset and a tool, but you need to, it needs to be part of your financial plan. I say this is kind of hits close to home because when I came, became a professional in this business, I had two grandparents that had unfortunately passed away. And we didn't have anybody in our family that was overseeing our finances. And they were very crude about how they used that largest asset in their state, their, their home, where I did Christmases and, you know, my uncles and my dad grew up. And, and they had to reverse mortgage that home. It was a very crude way of backstopping the fact that they hadn't planned accordingly. Now, fast forward a few years later with me as a professional, I had more grandparents that that had some trouble and we were able to control it and we had a plan in place. It's a privilege for a lot of us in the Bay Area, but only if we we plan with it and we use it appropriately. And part of part of what hits close to home here and part of why we're working together Pat is I've seen the two sides of it on a personal level and being able to execute the right way and do it together for, for the community here is, is really important. The, the Bay Area, New York, these, these large markets where your family or yourself have accumulated large real assets as part of your estate, that needs to be considered. And it, it's an opportunity, not something to worry about, but it needs to be handled correctly. And it's, it's often not. I, I hear too many stories about when I was in college in my family versus when I was a young professional in my family. Juan from San Jose writes in and says, are there any changes to the tax code or new regulations that retirees need to be aware of? And how do you adapt your investment strategy accordingly? Great question, Juan. I think we pulled this one because of plugs next Thursday's event. That's the Seeking Tax Alpha event. I mean, I, I will say that there are some very clear ways that we can take advantage of these changes in the tax code. But if you'll let me, Pat, I think I want to let this one be the plug for, for Thursday. I think it's a great tangent, yeah. Where do we go to uh, sign up for the event? Don'tinvestandforget.com is our website. Call our toll-free number, one plan wise We'd be glad to sign you up. We look forward to um, having a full room. We always have a lot of very interesting people come in with a whole variety of questions. Our event is in Walnut Creek. It starts at 5 o'clock. Go to our website, all the details. Sign up. We need to reserve your seat. One triple eight plan wise, or go to our website. Don't invest and forget. Sign up there. Always lots of fun to meet listeners. Our clients attend. It's always kind of an eye-opening event. And you know what's interesting? We get a lot of questions from our audience at these seminars that other people were thinking about, but either were too shy or didn't want to stand up and volunteer. So we get as much education from our attendees as the information we are providing. So it's always a collaboration. We're sharing our thoughts about tax issues, but then the plethora of questions that comes from the audience just augments the value of attending these. Again, go to our website, don'tinvestandforget.com, or give us a call, 
one triple eight plan wise. CJ and I look forward to seeing you on March 30th in Walnut Creek. It starts at 5 p.m. Go to our website, don'tinvestandforget.com, or give us a call, one triple eight plan wise. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of Bay Area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.